Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
Shalom. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Welcome to the place of refuge. Do we ever need it? So grateful to be in a place with our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be together as a body of Christ, to be with the Lord Jesus. Amen. To be here guided and anointed by the Holy Spirit of God, the giver of life everlasting. Amen. Our God is our refuge. He is our shield and buckler. He is our strong tower and fortress. Our God is a mighty God. Our God is awesome and true. Amen. Well, bless each one of you and praise be to the Lord. And know that the Lord loves you and the Lord will keep you and watch over you. The Lord is the hope of all glory. Amen. And know that we are to trust the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil, God says. Hallelujah. Well, bless each one of you, brothers and sisters, the ones in the chat room and the ones that are logged, uh, uh, logged in by uh, blog talk or Skype or, or by phone. That uh, we come together, brothers and sisters, at the end of the week. Uh, it's a good place to be able to rest and refresh. Because uh, that world out there <laughs> is really crazy. It seems like it's, it's, out of, uh, it's out of hand or it's just, I don't know how to say it. It's uh, um, frantic. It, it seems out of control. There it is, that word, out of control. And it's good to just stop and be still and know that God is God and he's still in control. Amen. All praise his wonderful name. Uh, revelation. No, not yet, baby. Have a powerful revelation uh, from the Lord. And, and we'll just pray here that more people will come in. in, in law, I mean, in check. I mean, Lord, have mercy. Log in. Thank you. Log in or call, whatever, because. It's a powerful message from the Lord to share, but we know others will listen by archives and everything else too, but let us pray and let the Lord God, that he'll make a way that seems to be no way. Praise God. We have internet again. Thank God. The Lord has made a way. I mean, if you knew our circumstances are in this area, it's very limited, but God has given us a, a, a service and the service is good and a fair price and strong. So we're grateful and grateful to the Lord God and bless each one of you, brothers and sisters. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we prepare to, to, to serve and worship and honor the Lord. Amen. Lord God, we come humbly before you in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that we could be called sons and daughters of the Most High. Father, that you have made us the family of God and children and that we are the body of Christ. And how will people know who we are? By our love. By our love, the Lord says. And that the love, the Lord first loved us, that we are to love one another. And Lord, that we come humbly before you in your name and by your authority, Father. And we pray that you open the airways, Father. We pray that you protect the connections, Lord. And Lord, that you clear the airways of anything of the enemy. And, Lord, that we put on the full armor of God, Lord, and we have the shield of faith, Father, 
And then we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we stand up to all the wiles of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We stand up to all the schemes of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we pray and we say, applied blood of Jesus over the hearts and mind of each one that are listening. And we pray for each one, Lord, that are searching and seeking for truth, seeking for the salvation for the Savior of the world, Jesus. And, Lord, we just pray, Father God, that you draw them in, O oh Lord, that the Father draws them to the Son to, to receive Jesus, Savior and Lord. Father, we thank you for the millions and millions of angels that you have, Father, watching over us and protecting us in the Lord's hour. And, Lord, that we know that we are supposed to share the truth of God's word here. And, Lord, that we humble ourselves before you and ask for the anointing to flow and to help us, Lord, to give us truth and revelation for such a time as this. And that we are prepared for your coming, Lord. And we are prepared to know who we are in Christ, Lord. And, Lord, that we examine ourselves and know that we are of you. And we just give you all the glory and praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, that we will go into worship and praise the great I am. Hallelujah. The great I am. That's who Jesus is. He said, I am the son of man. I am the son of God. I am the truth, the way, the truth, and life. Be
continue in worship. Hallelujah. Glory, your glory to your name, Lord, your great name. Your great name. Praise your name, Lord. That we worship and honor and praise you, Lord. Who can say who Jesus is? The one who has the Holy Spirit inside this hallelujah. Oh, that the Spirit of God witness inside of you.
Great is our God. Amen. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Sister Crystal. I'm grateful. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a blessing that uh, you've made a way that you're able to listen. I know your situation. Praise God. Bless you by listening by phone. Bless you, sister. Hallelujah to the name of Jesus. We love you, sis. Amen. Hallelujah. We love all our brothers and sisters at the Lord's hour. Praise God. The family of God. Amen. That we can come together in the name of Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is great. He is wonderful. He is worthy to be praised.
brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Amen. Hey, brothers and sisters, as I got home and I was uh, showing uh, Sister Brenda a uh, scripture the Lord told me to put up in uh, uh, this morning in Facebook. He's been having me put up scripture every morning to encourage the brethren, to encourage the church, to admonish the church, and to uh, show the truth of God's word to anyone that will uh, look at it and see it and believe it. Amen? But this came to me, a thought came to me. And then we started seeking, and <laughs> the Lord gave me a revelation from his word. Amen? And this is a, a like a uh, a bonus, <laughs> a bonus uh, a message from God. Very powerful, though. Not, not many scriptures, but very powerful what they say. Knowing Jesus as Savior and Jesus as Lord. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and the word of God says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you be ignorant. Ye know that you were Gentiles and were carried away unto the dumb idols as ye were led. Wherefore I declare unto you that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus excarabble. Also no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Two points, brothers and sisters. Anyone out there listening, if you have come from a background of denomination, Catholic, or any religion that did not know about or teach about the promise of God, the Holy Spirit, you better listen up and check your faith. Without the Holy Spirit of God in your life, you cannot call Jesus Christ Lord from your heart. See what the Word of God says here, and see where this is at. It is at, I mean, it is in the chapter about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? He is alive. And well, he is working here on earth, just like Jesus did when he was here. He is opening the eyes of all who will believe in him, believe he lives in their hearts, and that he gives gifts to us, the body of Christ, to serve our Lord and King Jesus. Amen? Look at these two powerful, uh, powerful footnotes for these scriptures. Wherefore I declare unto you, now listen, the conclusion, know you therefore that you cannot so much as move your lips to honor Christ with all, but by the grace of the Holy Ghost. The other point, calleth Jesus excarabble. Doth curse him only any means whatsoever diminish his glory. Excarabble, what does this word mean? Utterly detestable, abominable, and apparent. Very bad. By this you should know, if you have been under a teaching that the gifts that the Holy Spirit stopped working and moving in believers' lives, when the apostles fell asleep, this is a lie out of the pit of hell to keep you from your purpose for the Lord. See the word of God. You are not able to curse and call our Lord Jesus bad or detestable when the Holy Spirit is in control of you. 
The other most important point is that you are not able to call Jesus Christ your Lord from your heart without the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. In your heart. In your mind. Amen? Make sure you can say, Jesus Christ is Lord. And know it and believe it. Only God, the Father, by his mighty Holy Spirit reveals this to you. Examine yourself. Make sure you know Jesus Christ as Savior when you are born again and to you to know Jesus Christ as Lord when you are filled with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen? Anyone out there, you need to repent if you have been believing the false doctrines from demons. The ones who don't want you to know the truth of God's word. The false prophet. The false hireling. Anyone that tells you that the, the works of the Spirit of God is dead, it's a lie. God is a God of life. And God has supernatural power over these natural lives. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us a witness and gives us boldness to stand for Christ. Here in this example the Lord told me about, Peter. When Peter was a disciple and he known of the Lord, of a believer of the Lord Jesus, because he said, you are the son of God, when the Father revealed it to him. Amen? You remember that? Peter, at a place, he denied the Lord three times, even to the point he was custody. Why? Because the promise of the Father had not come yet. But when the promise of the Father had come, Peter never denied the Lord. He stood He stood to the place that he died on the cross upside down because he didn't even think he was worthy enough to be crucified like Christ was. The difference is the power of the living God. The Holy Spirit is being poured out in such a time as this in these last days. And you better get a hold of it if you want to go home with Christ when he comes. You have to be filled with the Spirit to be able to witness for Him, to be able to minister to whatever you do. You can do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Oh, He's powerful and true. He is awesome. And He touches your heart and He changes you. He will examine you from top to bottom, inside out. He will search your heart and He will get rid of all the junk and all the things of this temporal world. It just breaks my heart to see how many people are hanging on to this temporal world, brothers and sisters. Let go. Reach out for eternity. Oh, I mean, this is the temporal life. All these things will be burned up. Everything will be destroyed in destruction. By the power of the living God, let go of this temporal world and look to the Lord God. For eternity in heaven. Amen. No, this is song. Do my message, baby. What song? No, that's after the message. It's all right. Well, praise God. That was that's a revelation from the Lord. It's very it's very important. I mean, it, I mean, it, it saw me, and I said, "Wow, look where it's at." It's in the chapter about the Holy Spirit, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that's clear. I, I know I came, you know, 
from a denomination that gives a strong message about Jesus as Savior. But they seem like, and a lot of them seem like they want to keep you as infants so they can control you. But the Lord wants you to mature. And how you mature is that you become set apart, holy. That's what set apart means. Set apart from this world. Set apart from the temporal things. And reach it out for more about the Lord God. Set apart from religion. Set apart by man-made ideas and works and rules and regulations. And trust the Lord God and what the Lord says. And become the person that God wants you to be. Amen? Call out to him. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Repent. Turn from your evil ways. Turn from your evil things. Turn from this world, the things of this world. Let go of this life and give your life to Jesus totally. Not half-hearted, but whole-hearted. God will reveal things, mighty things, revelations and truth to you with a whole heart. He expects your whole He knows what you're thinking. He knows the heart of men. He knows what they're thinking. As you saw many times, he knew what they were thinking before. <laughs> I mean, what he was speaking and how they were responding in their minds and hearts. The same is true today. God knows the heart of man. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for hearts that are toward him. Amen. Praise the Lord. In that point, we'll move on, brothers and sisters. Goodness and mercy, the Lord wants you to know. Be encouraged. Goodness and mercy. Shalom, brothers and sisters, peace be unto you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who have shown and given us such mercy and grace. Amen. Through the Holy Spirit, we have been given one of the fruits produced by the Spirit of God in us, which is goodness. Hallelujah. Sunday night and into the morning, I kept hearing from the Lord, Psalm 23. Remember, we finished last Friday night with John chapter 10, talking about and teaching us that Jesus is our great shepherd. Who will leave us or who will uh, leave us or fail us or even forget or forsake us? Who will never leave us? Never leave us, excuse me. Who will never leave us or fail us or uh, even for forsake us? Excuse me. I got to. Who will never? Hallelujah. I have to fix my mistake because I'm not perfect. I make mistakes there once in a while. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. The shepherd who will never leave us or fail us or even forsake us. Amen. So let us look at the great song about our mighty shepherd. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. All listening, say this out loud with me. Speak. God's words and promises. Amen? You ready? Well, you, sh you should know it, but I mean, you ready? All right, here we go, brothers and sisters, as we speak the word of God. Chapter 1. I mean, excuse me, uh, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Say it, baby. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth into the path of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. What mighty promises from the Lord. Amen. God, hallelujah. The main verse the Lord wants us to focus on tonight is verse 6. Goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. One point from this verse 6 is this. The house of the Lord forever. Now listen to this. He setteth not his heart in the pleasures of this world. Do you hear that? He setteth not his heart in the pleasures of this world, but in the fear and service of God. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? You want the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Get a hold of this. You've got to give up your life. I am crucified with Christ. Yet I live, but not I, but Christ in me. Amen? There's the key right there. Very simple. I mean, God's promises, God's revelation is so powerful in so few scriptures or words. He setteth not his heart in the pleasures of this world, but in the fear and service of God. There it is in a very short sentence, but very powerful word. Your heart is not focused or in the pleasures of this world but in the fear, respect, and the love of God, and that you serve him and obey him only. Amen? So first we will look at mercy, because goodness comes after God shows us mercy through his son, Jesus Christ. What is the difference between mercy and grace? When you speak of mercy, you have to speak about God's grace too. They go hand in hand. They are part they are both parts of God's character. Amen. Answer. Mercy and grace are often confused. While the terms have similar meanings, grace and mercy are not the same. To summarize the difference, mercy is God not punishing us as our sins deserve. And grace is God blessing us despite the fact that we do not deserve it. Mercy is deliverance from judgment, praise God. Grace, oh, you just knocked me off, I think. No, oh, you okay? Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Bless, bless this, Brenda. Bless my wonderful wife. Has anybody ever seen anybody stumble over a pew before? She she wanted me to ask you. How about walk how about walking the tight wire? <laughs> Praise God. All right, let's get back to it. Let's listen to the Lord. Amen. To the word of God. I say again that the uh it, it's amazing you see what this says. Mercy is deliverance from judgment. Praise God. 
His mercy endureth forever. Amen. His mercy endureth forever. Amen. His mercy endureth forever. What does forever mean? Can someone tell me what forever means? Simple. <laughs> what is it? Amen. It's forever. <laughs> All right. That's the, amen. Grace is extending kindness to the unworthy. Listen to this. Grace is extending kindness to the unworthy. Oh, praise is one of them name. All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. We were not worthy, but he still showed his grace. Amen. Thank you, Lord. According to the Bible, we have all sinned. And let's look at a few references for the word of God for this. Ecclesiastes 7, chapter 7, verse 20. Ecclesiastes 7, for there is no just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Well, there you go. Everybody, <laughs> there is no just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Romans 3.23, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and are deprived of the glory of God. 1 John 1.8 says, I'm sorry. Yeah, 1 John. Sorry, 1 John 1.8. I'll slow down, sorry. 1 John 1.8. Okay. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. As a, as a result, of that sin, we all deserve death. Romans 6, 23, you don't put that one up there. And eternal judgment in the lake of fire, Revelations 20, verses 12 through 15. And remember what the Lord has been saying lately. Hell is an unquenchable fire that keeps burning and burning and burning. And as we see, as we've seen on Facebook lately, uh, uh, what is it? Drop and roll. Won't put out the fire either, right, man? Yeah. Yeah, drop and roll. Don't put out the fire from hell. God have mercy. With that in mind, every day we live is an act. Listen to this. is awesome. With that in mind, every day we live, we live is an act of God's mercy. If God gave us all what we deserve, we would all be right now condemned for eternity. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. But, brothers and sisters, I know this. Anyone listening, if you are alive and breathing, it is the act of God's mercy that you still have an opportunity to get right with God. That it's time, Son, Jesus, as Savior, as Savior, and to be born again and your life to be changed and to let go of this dying temporal world and turn to the eternal God for eternity in heaven. That's what this means. Every time you get a, you have another breath, it's the mercy of God. Amen. Let's go to in Psalm 51. Psalm 51, David cries out. Psalm 51, a man after God's own heart cries out says 
a heart, I mean, a cry from his heart. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. A plea to God for mercy. He is asking him to withhold the judgment we deserve. Instead, grant to us the forgiveness we in no way have earned. We deserve nothing from God. God does not owe us anything. Anything good that we experience is a result of the grace of God. Go to Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, verses 4 through 9. Praise his wonderful name. Verse 4. But God, rich in his mercy, rich in his mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you for your rich mercy, Lord. Through his great love, great love our God has, wherewith he loved us. Each one of you, brothers and sisters, each one of you, any that are been <laughs> created beings, created children, sons and daughters of God, he loves you. Even when you were dead by sin, has quickened us together in Christ, by whose grace ye are saved, hallelujah, and have raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that he might show in the ages to come the exceeding riches of his grace through his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast himself. Did you see the key through all this? Who is, where does our grace comes from? Where does the mercy come from? Christ. Christ. Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. His grace through his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus has quickened us together in Christ. It's only through Jesus Christ you can be saved. He is the only way. He is the only truth and the only life. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the way. Amen. Anyone out there, there, anyone out there, there as uh, anyone out there, God, right now, by his love and mercy, you are alive and listening to this right now or in the archives later. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying here. Receive this free gift from God. I mean, God, give me. God, hard to believe, isn't it? With everything in this world cost you something, but it is true because Jesus Christ paid the price, a great price, his life and blood for each of you. One thing you should know about our loving, righteous God, he expects his created ones to be smart enough to receive the greatest gift ever. His love, mercy, and grace. He loves you so much that he does not force this on you, but you have to make that decision. You have to act. God expects you to move, take action, receive his gift by faith, and believe and trust in him. You have to come to God the Father through the only way he made, and that is through Jesus Christ. All others are considered.
considered thieves and robbers. No one can come to God the Father in his wonderful kingdom heaven without the faith in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. And remember, it has to be the whole heart decision. You are giving your all in all to Christ. You are telling God, I am a sinner. I have sinned against you, God, my creator. I need help. I can't not do this on my own. I cannot do this on my own. I desperately need a Savior. I need you, Lord Jesus. Come into my life and my heart and change me in what you want me to be, truly. Make me a new creation. I believe that your son, Jesus, died on the cross for me, poured out his life and blood to cover my sin and shame, and on the third day rose again to defeat the grave, hell for all eternity. Lord Jesus, I want that. I do not want to go to hell, but to your kingdom of heaven. Thank you. Amen. When you do that, you will be born again. Chains and bondage leave you. You will be free. God will fill you with his Holy Spirit who gives us life. Amen. Heaven is rejoicing over anyone who has come home back to God, their creator and father who loves them so much. Grace is simply defined as unmerited favor, God's favor, or gives us good things that we do not deserve and could never earn. Rescued from judgment by God's mercy, grace is anything and everything received beyond that mercy. Romans 3.24 In our justified, there you are, baby, Justified, as our minister Paul would say, you are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. One point from this verse, and are justified. And here's the point. Therefore, the righteousness touching us is altogether freely given for it standeth upon those things which we have not done ourselves, but such as Christ suffered for our sake to deliver us from sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank him every day, brothers and sisters. What great love our Savior, our Lord and Savior has for us. We be justified. Praise God. Common grace refers to the sovereign grace which God bestows on all of mankind, regardless of their spiritual standing before him. Well, saving grace is that special dispensation of grace whereby God sovereignly bestows unmerited divine assistance upon his elect for the regeneration and sanctification. Mercy and grace are best illustrated in the salvation that is available through Jesus Christ. We deserve judgment. But if we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, we receive mercy from God. We are delivered from judgment. Instead of judgment, we receive by grace salvation, forgiveness of sin, and abundant life. John 10.10. John 10.10. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that they might have life 
and have it in abundance. Hallelujah. And in eternity in heaven, the most wonderful place imaginable. Revelations 21. Revelations 21, verses 1 and 2. Revelations 21, verses 1 and 2. I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the, the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I saw John, the holy city, New Jerusalem, came down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride trimmed for her husband. Because of mercy and grace of God, our response should be to fall on our knees in worship and thanksgiving. Hebrews 4.16 declares, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Amen to that. Praise God. Hebrews 4.16. Now let's look at some more scriptures about God's mercy. Amen. The first account is to Lot, who was living in a very wicked and ungodly city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19.19. Genesis 19.19. Behold now, thy servant has found grace in thy sight. And thou hast magnified, magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and die. What great mercy our God has for his children. Amen. The next mercy is toward Joseph. Genesis 39, verses 21. Genesis 39, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Whatever circumstances we are in, God can show mercy to us. Amen? He is mercy toward Moses and his people. Exodus. 15, verses 13. Exodus 15, verse, Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto the holy habitation. Yahweh, Elohim, God Almighty, telling us who he shows mercy to. Exodus. 20, verse 6. Exodus 20, verse 6. Listen to this very carefully. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me. What did Jesus say the most important commandments are? To love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So for the mercy of God to come in your life, you are to love me and keep my commandment. There is the key. You want God's mercy? Then you have to love him, obey him, serve him as a humble servant as, as Christ Jesus did. Amen? 
Amen. That's right. Be my lamb. And they said, Peter, do you love me? Feed my children or sheep. Again, three times the Lord covered the three denials. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. And this is the way God's made the opportunity for us with technology of this day and time to uh, share the word of God. Food. Food of truth. Amen. About what God says about who he shows mercy to. Song 69.13. Song 69.13 says, But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an acceptable time. Oh, God, in the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. Pray and tell God you need him. You need his mercy and salvation. Amen. Songs 86, verse 5. Songs 86, verse 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous. Hallelujah. Plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Plenteous mercy unto all his sons and daughters. Praise God. Oh, it's good to be in the family of God. I can tell you that, brothers and sisters. It is good to be in the family of God. Where has God's mercy delivered you from? Listen. Where has God's mercy delivered you from? Listen to this. Songs 86, verse 13. Songs 86, verse 13. Oh, you did five. Now 13. Here it is. This is where God's delivered you from. Listen to this. For great is thy mercy toward me. Thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest lonely hell that keeps burning and burning and burning. God, thank you for your mercy. Amen. That's serious, and that's true. Hallelujah. Songs 100, verse 5. Songs 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. What kind of mercy, brothers and sisters? Mercy, brothers and sisters. Everlasting. Enduring is good too. Enduring and everlasting. Amen. Enduring and everlasting. There were references. There were references from this song, but I had to include the whole chapter. So powerful. In showing we serve such a loving, merciful God. Psalms 103. Praise his wonderful name. This is a very powerful song. You ever are down? You ever doubt God's love, mercy, and grace? Go to this song. Listen to this. Verse 1. My soul, praise thou the Lord, and all that is with me, praise his holy name. My soul, praise 
thou the Lord, and forget not all his benefits, which forgiveth all thine iniquities. There's that word again. The Lord has told us what all means. All means all. Thine iniquity and heal of all. Uh-oh, there's that word again. All thine infirmity, which redeemeth thy life from the grave. Hallelujah. And crowneth thee with mercy and compassion. Verse 5. Which satisfieth thy mouth with good things, and thy youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment to all that are oppressed. He has made his ways known unto Moses and his works unto the children of Israel. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger, of great kindness. He will not always chide, neither keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to iniquity. Praise God. For as high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Oh, praise his name. As far as the east is from the west, as you were telling the lady the other day that needed to hear this. This is the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Don't listen to men. Don't listen to women, but listen to the word of God, who is truth. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our sins from us. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're not a dirty, rotten old sinner no more. You are a child. You are a son and daughter of God Almighty. He has given you the garment of salvation, and he's given you the robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. He has given you the Holy Spirit who is holy. Be holy, for I am holy, the Lord says. Who makes you holy? It's the Lord Jesus. Who sets you apart from the world? The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Listen to the word of God. Does the east ever meet the west? No. No, never. Praise his name. Verse 13. As the Father have compassion on his children, so have the Lord compassion on them that fear him. Oh, that would get through these thick heads, these people nowadays that shake their fists at God. They need to respect and honor God. They don't even have no common sense no more because the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Respect and honor of the Lord. For he knoweth whereof we've been made. He remembers that we are but just. The days of man are as grass, as a flower of the field over it, and it is gone. And the place thereof shall know it no more. That's what this temporal life is about, and God is saying it. As my sweet wife says, God is speaking like a trumpet this day and time. His still small voice is like a trumpet. Amen? Praise God. It, I mean, life is like a vapor, James says. And, you know, I, I see this, and it, it always that scripture comes to me. I see a vapor of smoke like uh, the other day at our place. The freezer door was open. And it was like, you know, the fog coming out when the uh, cold air hits the warm. It's there for a minute, and boom, it's gone. So in this, this short life, you better get it right. And how you get it right? It'd be right with God, the true living God. Not false gods, not religion, not yourself, but the true living God. Amen? 
keep on. Oh, praise God. There's more to it, though. Hallelujah. That's not the end. <laughs> praise God. Verse 17. But the loving kindness of the Lord endureth, just like you said, buddy. The loving kindness of the Lord endureth forever, ever upon them that fear him, and his righteousness upon children's children. There's a promise. There's a promise for your children. There's a promise for your family, your relatives. Amen? Unto them that keep his covenant. God is a covenant-keeping God. Such covenant that his blood was his, his son's blood was poured out to keep the covenant. Oh, praise his name. And think upon his commandments to do them. You're supposed to meditate and think on God's word. Study yourself to be approved. Amen? Oh, praise God. Thank you for your revelation, Lord, and your truth from your word. Paired his throne in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over, there's his word again, all. They might think they're ruling everything, but our God is the ruler and king of all. Praise the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandment in obeying the voice of his word. Praise the Lord, all ye he has hosts, ye his servants, that do his pleasure. Praise the Lord, all ye his works, in all the places of his dominion, my soul, praise thou the Lord. Hallelujah. What great truths. What great promises. What great encouragement to us who love him. Amen. One more portion of scripture for mercy. Matthew 5. Oh, these are the words of our Lord. Amen. These are the Lord, these are the words of our rabbi and our master, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeshua. Hamashiach. Matthew 5, 1 through 14. Let me get a drink, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Verse 1. And when he saw the multitude, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall attain mercy. Be sure you have mercy toward others, brothers and sisters. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Praise his wonderful name. Blessed are the peacemakers, or they be they should be called the children of God. Blessed are they which suffer persecution for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed shall ye be when men revile you, persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you for my sake, falsely. Rejoice! <laughs> oh yeah, only by the strength of the Lord can you do this. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For they so persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. 
Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his Savior, interesting, isn't it? Savior. Wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to cast out and be trodden under foot of men. You are the ye are the light of the world. A city is set on a hill, cannot be hid. All these great beatitudes that Christ taught us, and there is a blessing when you do them. They that uh, they that are your lifestyle guided by the Holy Spirit. We like our Lord and Savior, like our Heavenly Father, we are to show mercy toward others. Amen? From here, we will move on to goodness. Goodness comes from God because we know God is good. Babe, God is good. God is good. Amen. This, no, God is good all the time. God is good. Yes. If God is good, God is God is good. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, you have a sense of humor. Thank you. In what way is goodness a fruit of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit describes characteristics we could never have without the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Goodness is certainly one of them. The Greek word agesosnun doesn't re just refer to an attitude or a motivation, but listen to this, but a lifestyle characterized by virtue and helpfulness. Oh, here we go. To be filled with goodness is to live a life of doing good things for others. Matthew 7, verses 17 through 20. Verses 17 through 20, a principle in God's kingdom. Verse 17. So every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and a corrupt, a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. It's not possible. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hung down and cast in the fire. Therefore, by their fruit, you shall know them. By their actions, brothers and sisters, by their lifestyle, by their words, by everything, you will know them. Very clear. Later in the book of Galatians, Paul says, what you sow what you reap. You sow to the flesh, you will produce corruption, but you sow to the spirit, you will have everlasting life. Amen? Good here has the taste of righteousness in it. To do good deed is to treat others justly and also to endorse virtue. Luke 10 42 Luke 10 verse 42 it is righteous and beneficial to spend time with Jesus and learn from him. When Mary chose to sit and listen to Jesus instead of helping Martha in the kitchen, she was commended for doing something good. Amen. Always a good thing, a very good thing to sit at Jesus' feet to teach us and fellowship with him. Amen. Luke 6, 27. When wronged, 
we still do good to those who wrong us. We do not seek revenge or return in kind. Just as a cup of water will spill water when bumped, a believer who is filled with the Spirit will spill goodness when jostled. So when trials and persecutions come our way, we are still supposed to show goodness. How we act and show our goodness toward others, amen? We could not be good on our own. Goodness is defined by God. And as Jesus said, no one is good except God alone. Mark 10, 18. Romans 7, 18 through 19. Goodness cannot come from human effort. Even Paul, Pharisee of the strictest order, could not force every part of his body, I mean, excuse me, his person to embody goodness. Romans 12, 21. Goodness will overcome evil. Our expressions of goodness can diminish or negate the effects of evil in the world. As the Spirit produces the fruit of goodness in us, we become salt in life. Matthew 5, you don't have to know, 5, 13-14. Amen, praise God. He makes us good. We can show and share goodness because of the Holy Spirit in us. Our good works are ordained by God. The natural extension of faith in Christ is good works in Christ's name. Amen? Ephesians 10, praise his name. For we are his workmanship, oh, praise God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in them. We are his what? His workmanship created in Christ unto what? Good works. That we should do what? What which we should do what? Walk in them. Amen. Powerful truth. Just from one verse of scripture empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. God grows goodness in us. And he will not stop until we are good through and through. Philippians 1, verses 5 and 6. Listen to this clearly. Because of the fellowship we have in the gospel, from the first day until now, this is Apostle Paul, one of the great leaders of the church, a mighty apostle of God, Listen to what he says in verse 6, what he says. For I am persuaded of this same thing, that he that began this good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Who's performing a good work in you? Whose workmanship are you? You are the workmanship of Christ. Jesus, praise God. One point from this verse 5, fellowship which you have in the gospel. Because that you also are made partakers of the gospel. What does partakers mean? Listen to this. To use, participate in, 
enjoy, receive jointly. You are jointly joined with Christ Jesus through the gospel, his word, his truth. Amen. Praise God. Study scripture. Promote goodness within us. Studying scripture promotes goodness within us. God inspired the scripture so we can be completely equipped for every good work. Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter three, Second Timothy, chapter three, verses sixteen through seventeen. Second Timothy, chapter three, sixteen through seventeen. And the word of God says, For the whole scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable to teach, to convince, to correct, to instruct in righteousness. Man of God may be absolute, being made perfect unto all good works. One question to each of you. How are we being made perfect unto good works? Verse 16 is the answer. For the whole scripture is giving by the inspiration of God and is profitable to teach, to convince, to correct, and to instruct in righteousness. For God, for giving us the word of God to be able to be made perfect through the living word of God, who is Jesus Christ, your son. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I say again, hallelujah. Glory to God. What a great truth. What a great truth. Praise his name. God is good. God is good. Through the work of the Holy Spirit in us, God reproduces his goodness in our heart, and it shows in our lives. This goodness empowers us to live life characterized by the desire to act righteously and for the practical benefit of others. As others see the work of God in us, they will give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5.16 So let us finish this great study and lesson from the Lord with more scripture of his goodness toward us. Exodus, praise his name. Exodus 18, verse 9. And Jephro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. The Lord passes in front of Moses. This is what he proclaims. Exodus 34, verses 6. Let me slow down. Exodus 34, verse 6. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth. Praise his name. That's our Lord. That's our God, brothers and sisters. Merciful, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth. Hallelujah. Go to Second Samuel, chapter 7, verse 28. And now, O Lord God, thou art that God, and thy word be true. And thou hast promised this goodness 
unto thy servant. Praise God. Go to Psalms 25, verse 7. Oh, praise God. The sins of my youth, nor my transgressions, according to thy mercy, thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 27, verse 13. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Brothers and sisters, some of the things we're seeing out there in this world, you know that's for a fact. You know that's for a fact what's going on in this world. This is a world that's spinning out of control more and more. It seems that there's chaos and there's violence and there's evil in the world. But God has it all in control. Amen? That we believe in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen? Believe and trust God's goodness toward us, brothers and sisters. At least we faint. That's what it says. At least we would faint if we don't. Psalms 31, verse 19. Hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. How great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. Well, that sounds familiar. What was that about? Mercy to those that fear him, right? Which thou hast wrought for them that has trusted in thee before the sons of men. How great is God's goodness toward us? Toward who? How great is God's goodness toward who? Them that fear thee and them that trust thee. Amen? All right, let's move to Psalm 107. There are several references here about his goodness. 107, verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. And then we move to verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. Oh, move to verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. In verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful work to the children of men. God Almighty is making a point here. His, you, his created one, should be praising him daily for his wonderful works to you. Four times this is said in this chapter. The ones who do listen to this. Psalms 107 verse 9. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. The right appetite that you hunger and thirst for him and for righteousness. Amen. From our lesson last week about the right appetite. There it is. There it is. He fills them with goodness. Those have the right appetite. Go to Romans 15, verse 14. Romans 15, verse 14. And myself, I am persuaded of you, my brethren, that ye also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy, peace, 
long-suffering goodness and faith. It's interesting, brothers and sisters. I just noticed for sure. I'm sure we've noticed before, but there's seven fruits of the Spirit, of course. Seven fruits of the Spirit. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Why would it be any different? I mean, what would it be any different? Oh, praise his name. Go to Ephesians 5, verse 9. Ephesians 5, verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth. For the study about goodness, God's goodness, producing goodness in your lives through his Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Second Thessalonians verse I mean chapter one verse eleven. Second Thessalonians chapter one verse eleven. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Well, praise God. The Lord
Amen. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, God makes a way. It seems to be no way. But praise God for his goodness. His goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That's by the word of God. Amen. Now my lovely wife and sis Brenda will be sharing a message tonight about uh, the depth of Christ, the depth, like deep, the depth of Christ's love and its cost. Amen. Thank you, Sister Marietta. Uh, the depth of Christ's love and its cost. Amen. Let me switch on over here to her. Praise God. Hi, everybody. Praise the Lord. Uh, baby? I just have this, this when we do the echo thing, it just it interferes. <laughs> I'm not used to hearing my voice, and it goes like right in my ear, go like, oh. <laughs> No, that's not a good thing. Anyway, my 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 service tonight is comes from John Piper, who I absolutely enjoy listening to his uh, services and reading his stuff. But anyway, he's got a. It's called the Death of Christ Love, and it's cost. It's from Ephesians four thirty two and Ephesians five, kind to one another, tender hearted. Forgiven each other just as Christ, God in Christ also has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. This week I watched... Uh, several Christian movies, uh, I just, like I said, I try my best not to put garbage into my what the Lord has given this uh, Jaguar or this Rolls Royce, whichever you want to call it, but I don't, put, I don't want to put junk gas into the Lord's uh, uh, property. And so I try my best to watch good Christian movies. We watch, we have this uh, station on the internet, it's called Pure Flix, <laughs> and it's uh, Christian movies, and it's just like really good. Well, I've watched, and plus we have a whole array of them in our in our uh, console. But anyway, I was watching again the Son of God, and it just broke me. The love, the the tip of the love. That he shows for us, I mean, you know, that we show for him, and the magnitude of the love that he shows for us. Amen. I mean, it's just like mm, the the skill should be completely different after you see after you see Jesus as literally knowing. Judas is going to come and kiss him on the cheek, mm. and and he and and he and he just stands there waiting, waiting for him to complete what is ordained for love. Mm. But knowing that 
this fit that's going to be put upon him, the 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 nails that are going to that is going to go through his hands and his feet and the skin that is going to be pulled off his flesh, and we, as a depth is 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 a a tip of our love goes towards our Lord, and you be honest with yourself. You, I can tell you right now, it's a tip. It's a tip. It's not a magnitude. If it was a magnitude, oh. but anyway, getting over that. But anyway, I'm telling you, I want to be more than just a tip of love for my Lord. My husband comes home. I'm I'm over here bawling. Just head pokes me so bad. And I've seen I've seen I've seen that movie several times, but it's I each time it. It affects me so much. Anyway, because of the magnitude of his love for us. Okay. Yes. Arms wide open. Yes, the Lord did give. If love for one another is going to flourish and grow in our church, we must be rooted more deeply in love. In other words, becoming a loving person means living with the roots of your life sunk deep in the love of Christ for you. Being loved by Christ is the ground of becoming loving. And the root that you send into that ground is the faith that you are loved. There's a phrase in 1 John 4.16 that describes this root. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. We have come to know and have believed the love which God had for us. The love that God has for us is the ground of our becoming loving people. And the root that we send down into that ground to be nourished by it is faith. We have believed the love of God has for us. Believing the depth of love, God's love, for me is a key to me growing into a loving person. And the key to believing the love that God has for us is seeing it revealed in the word, in scripture. A few people were allowed to see Jesus in the flesh and touch him and watch him and teach and heal and suffer and die and rise. We might feel jealous that our faith is in the love of Christ can't be based on that kind of firsthand sight and touch, but that was not God's plan. When Jesus prayed for his disciples, he said, Father, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through your word. It was it was the plan of God that we come to faith, not by seeing the love of Christ in the flesh, but by seeing the love of Christ in the word of those who knew him. Now, focusing on the depth of Christ's love for us. As we have pondered the love of Christ for us, 
and the different ways that the Bible presents it to us, I have seen four ways that the depth of Christ's love is revealed. We have spent a week on each of these. First, we know the depth of someone's love for us by what it cost him. If he sacrificed his life for us, it assures us a deeper love than if he only sacrifices a few bruises. Sees the depth of Christ's love by the greatness of what it cost him. Second, we know the depth of someone's love for us, how little we deserve it. If we have treated him well all our life and had done, have done all that he had deserved, expected of us, then we, we know he loves us. It will not prove as much as love as it would if he loved us when we offended him or shunned him and disdained him. And the more undeserving we are, the more amazing and deep is the love for us. So we will see the depth of Christ's love in relation to how undeserving we are injected to his love. That's in Romans 5, 5 through 8. Third, we know the depth of someone's love for us by the greatness of the benefit we received in being loved. If we are helped to pass an exam, we will feel loved in one way. If we are helped to get a job, we will feel loved in another way. If we feel helped to escape from oppressive captivity and given freedom for the rest of our life, we will feel loved another way. And if we are rescued from eternal torment and given a place in the presence of God with the fulfillment of joy and pleasure forevermore, we will know the depth of love that surpasses all others. We will see the depth of Christ's love by the greatness of the benefits we receive from being loved by him. Fourth, we know the depth of someone's love for us by the freedom with which they love us. If a person does give good things for us because someone is making him, then he doesn't really want to. Then we don't think he, the love is very deep. Love is deep in proportion to its liberty. So if an insurance company pays you $40,000 because you lost your spouse, you don't usually marvel on how much the company loves you. There were legal con- con- constraints. But if your Sunday school class makes you all your meals for a month after your spouse dies and someone calls you every day and visits you every week and calls it, you call it love because they don't have to do this. It's free and willing. So we will see the death of Christ's love for us in his freedom. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down on my own accord. That was John ten eighteen. That's what I see in the New Testament. There are specific texts that stress each of the four ways of seeing the depth of Christ's love for us. And if you pray earnestly, if you pray earnestly and seek the Lord, then perhaps God will answer the prayer of Ephesians three, seventeen and eighteen. 
that he would that you would be rooted and grounded in Christ's love and have power and comprehend the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of his love and so become like him in his love. Today, tonight, I want us to see the depth of Christ's love revealed in its costliness. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, God. As beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us and offering a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Be sure to see four plain and wonderful things here. First, be sure you see that Paul is showing us the depth of Christ's love for you in verse 2. Christ loved you and gave himself and given of himself is a demonstration of his love. Second, notice that the cost of his love was himself, his life. It was not just money or time or energy or inconvenience or even suffering. It was the full extent of sacrifice. He gave himself. Third, notice that the, that his love was self-given, was for you. Christ loved you and gave himself. Paul is taking was talking about believers. He gave himself for you. And finally, a four. Notice that God the Father was pleased with this act of self-sacrificing love. In verse 2, Christ also loved you and gave him for you down an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. When God bowed down over that, the love that his son poured out for us on the cross, it was a fragrant aroma to him. Amen. God loves the son's love for us. An illustration of costly love. Sometimes we are also familiar with spectacular that doesn't move us as it should. We have to look at something lesser be amazed, and then look back to really feel the wonder of the original. Chuck Closel told a story to a group of American pioneers of war during the Second War who, made, who were made to do hard labor in a prison camp. Each had a shovel and would dig all day long. When, come, when they came in and gave account of his tool in the evening. One evening, 22 prisoners were lined up by the guard and the shovels were counted. The guard counted 19 shovels and turned enraged in the 20 prisoners, demanding to know which one did not bring his shovel back. No one responded. The guard took out his gun and said that he would shoot five men if the guilty prisoner did not step forward. After a moment of Silence. A 19-year-old soldier stepped forward with his head bowed down. The, the guard grabbed him, took him to the side and shot him in the head and turned and warned the others that they better be careful than he was. When he left, the men counted the shovels and there were 20. 
the guard had miscounted, and the boy had given his life for his friends. Can you imagine the emotion that must have filled their heads as they knelt down over his body? In the in the five or ten seconds of silence, the boy had weighed his whole future in a balance. His future wife, education, a new truck, children, a career, fishing with his dad, and he chose death so that others might live. Jesus said in John fifteen thirteen. Greater love has no one than this that laid down his life for his friends. To love is to choose suffering for the sake of others. An infinite, infinitely more costly love. Jesus has loved you this way only. Oh, so much more. Consider the life he laid down. One of the reasons that this story hits me so hard is because the boy was 19 years old. If he had been 89 years old and the others 19, he, we might say it was a beautiful act of love. But with the beautiful life behind him, it would not feel like the same kind of sacrifice as when your whole your life stretched in front of you. So consider the life Jesus sacrificed for you. Jesus was young. First of all, he was he was young too. He was about 33 years old. His ministry was three years old. He was cut off, as we would say, before his prime. He was the oldest son of a widowed mother. Second, he was the second oldest son of the widowed mother. One of the last acts of his life was to see that, that she is taken care of. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he, whom he loved standing nearby, he said, to the, his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. The life he was given up for was was young, and from a human standpoint, it was a life needed by his mother. He was sinless and perfect and most worthy of living. He was the most kind and caring and wise and courageous man who ever lived, Peter testified. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Even his enemies knew that they could not find fault in him. I find no fault in him, Pilate said. So his life was given for us with no ordinary life of human value, which would be greater, great enough. It was a senseless life. A life of perf- perfectly balanced joy and sorrow, tenderness and toughness, justice, justice and mercy, grief and anger, speech and silence, prayer and action. This life of all the lives that have ever lived was the most valuable life, the most worthy of living, the least worthy of dying. This is the life he gave for you, that you might live. He was the Son of God, which means he was God as well as men, united to human nature with a divine nature and the mysterious unity of one person. The dignity and worth of his life was not just relatively superior to other human lives. This life was an 
infinite value. Not the way other humans are of value, but the way God is of, of infinite value. Namely, as a basis of all human value, value, humans have value to the degree that we reflect the image of God. But that means that if the image has so much value because of the original, how much more value must belong to the original? With this life, Jesus went to the cross for you. This is how much it costs to cover our sins against the holiness of God. And he paid it willingly so we could live. Fifth, as a son of God, Jesus was supremely loved by his Father in heaven. This is my beloved son, the Father said, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. That was in Matthew 17, 5. Supposing, suppose that 19-year-old prisoner of war was the son of the President of the United States, and he knew that there was powers available for him to escape not only the death he, he died, but also the prison camp. And suppose that you find out that his father, the President, not only had a, a massive love for the boy, but also approved of his dying for you and wanted to meet those of you for whom he died and gave you some of the body's inheritance. Would not the worth of the life be so unspeakable, precious to you to make you feel absolutely overwhelmed with love? Consider also what the sacrifice involved. Not only the life of Jesus sacrificed for us, but consider also the sacrifice it involved. To get to the point where he could die, Jesus had to plan for it. He left the glory of heaven and took on human nature so he could hunger and get weary and at the end suffer and die. The incarnation was the preparation of nerve ending for the nails of the cross. Jesus needed a broad human back for a piece to be for a place to be scourged. He needed a brow and a skull as a place for the thorns. He needed cheeks for Judas' kiss and soldiers' spit. He needed hands and feet for spikes. He needed a side as a place for the sword to pierce. And he needed a brain and a spinal cord with no vinegar or gall so that he could feel the entire excruciating death for you. The 19-year-old boy was a wonderful picture of love, but compared to Jesus, was only a picture. His death was quick and relatively painless, one of the worst kind of tortures devised for human pain. So when Ephesians 5.2 says, Christ loved you and gave himself up for you, don't breathe over the words, gave up himself, gave himself up. His love is great in proportion to the costliness of his sacrifice, and his sacrifice was horrendous. We should ask in closing, how personally should we have taken this demonstration of love? Should you feel personally loved this way tonight? 
and tomorrow night? Or should you remain a, a kind of general great historic wonder that you look at from a distance with admiration? Like the depths of the Grand Canyon, the answer is given by the testimony of the same writer in Paul in Galatians 2.20. The life which I now live is live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. This is what the apostle and the Lord himself are calling you to this night, to see the depth of the love of Christ for you, to believe the love that he has for you, and to send you roots of your life down, down, down into the bottomless love and say say with Paul, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, loved me personally, and gave himself for me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you this. My knees tremble as as I... have a smidgen of love and the depth of love my father has for me. I tremble and desire more love for him. And the only way we're going to have more love for him is to get rooted deep down in his word and to understand that his love for us, the Grand Canyon, is deep and is wide. And wonderful. I praise you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into our lives. I thank you for taking the scourging. I thank you, Lord, for taking the Judas kiss. Father, forgive me for taking lightly the nails up to your hand. Father, I I love you with all my heart, and I desire so much to be a worldly daughter of yours, Lord, that I can go out of this apartment and that my light shines, and that light that I shine is is, is my Christ, is my Savior, is my Lord. No, none other than him. Thank you, Jesus, for for your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. A song came to me from uh, Sister Brenda sharing this, and it says it clearly. Behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Can you hear? Behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That
Calvary They nailed him to the cross The sky turned black The earth rolled back It looked like hope was lost They said if you are the king of Jews Come down so we can see Jesus cried, my God, my God Why have you forsaken me? God turned his back And he looked away
again. I do believe I'm going to search for uh, some more prayer declarations. I know that uh, our our, our children are very important, but I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that we need to be prayer warriors for our neighbor, for our church, for our ministry, for revival. We need, we need, we we need we, for coworkers. We need, we need to be praying for the Lord's our people every day. And I, I want to find something that is uh, that we can add that to. I, I, I used to have a, a book called Prayers That Avail Much, but I don't have it no more. I don't. I think. But anyway, it was it, it had every every kind of situation you could ever think about and to pray over. But I, I, I do want us to continue praying for our children because whew, we got got to got to pray for our children. Got to. Right. But uh, but if y'all if y'all know any uh, uh, prayers that y'all can just text them to me and I I love I love to add them to my self. Uh, Mini donuts sends me a lot of prayers. Oh bless that boy! I, I tell you what, he sent he sends me some mighty strong prayers. But anyway, I want to tonight.
but they did inherit the knowledge of him to access this wonderful opportunity and to and it and so it was with our children with while the inheritance is of most world religions strive to reach the elusive goal of righteousness through works, Christian parents can teach their offspring to set their faith on the cross. For Jesus was made to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Prayer declaration, I'm adding my children. Add your children. Lord God, I pray first that my children will understand the righteousness that comes as a gift from God. I also pray and believe that they will will access this righteousness by faith and respond by living righteously before you. In all of their days, may Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses and their children, hunger and thirst for righteousness. And as a result, to be filled with the fruits of righteousness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Oh, praise the Savior. Grace like rain, brothers and sisters. God gives grace like rain. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see so clearly.
that whoever believeth him should not perish but live. God gave his son to the whole world. That's what he was here for, to the lost, the ones that needed to be found, to his created children that were blinded, and they were put in chains because of sin. He came to set the captives free, amen? Now there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. And then came to Philip, which was Basidia in Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see that Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and again Andrew, Philip told Jesus. And Jesus answered him, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man must be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except that the wheat, corn, fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He's talking about this life in this world. And he that heareth, I mean, hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Let go of this lost, dying world. Let go of this temporal life. Get a hold of God's eternal life. Amen? It's time to get right with God, get eternity settled through Jesus Christ every day. It is a lifestyle that you are supposed to live for Jesus. It is not about your life and pleasure and entertainment. It is about serving the living God. The one who created you, you are to be humble and to respect and honor him because you are just dust. He makes you into something special by his spirit. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. For where I am, there shall my servant be. Amen. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Praise his wonderful name. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But therefore came I unto this hour. Praise God that Lord Jesus did what his father asked him to. Hallelujah. He obeyed. He was a humble servant even to the death of a cross. Father, thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have I have both glorified it and will glorify it again, praise God. Then said the people that stood by and heard that it was a thunder. Oh, praise his name. Others says an angel spoke to him. Jesus answered and said, The voice came not because of me, but for your sake. Another sign, the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. Now is the judgment of this word, world, excuse me, now shall the prince of this world be cast out, praise God. If I lift up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Now this said he, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, the people answered him, we have heard out of the law 
that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is that Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in the dark knoweth not whether he goeth. Now you can attest to that. If any of y'all been in a place where it's dark and don't have a light, you try to walk. What happens? You stumble, you stump your toe, or you're looking for a light to see. Amen? What does it say in Psalms 119? That's right, Brother Javon, you fall. Amen? You faint, you fall. The word of God is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Amen? There's the light of God, and the light is his word, too. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me find out where I'm at now. Oh, hallelujah. Praise your name. There it is. Uh, in verse 36, while ye have that light, believe in that light, that ye may be children of the light. Praise his wonderful name. These things that Jesus has departed and him himself from them. What's it more into what is the children of light? That is partakers of light. Brothers, sisters, in the word, and when Paul, Paul speaks, I do believe it's in uh, Ephesians 4, where he says that you were darkness. We were darkness. Sin made us dark, covered with this filth and dirt of sin. But we were washed in the blood of Jesus, washed white as snow. And light and glisten. Have you ever seen after a, a snow in the night and you get up in the morning, it's clear, and the sun glistens over the uh, snow, how bright it is? It says that we are whiter than snow. Hallelujah. That we have become partakers of the light, the light of God. Once we were darkness, now we are light, praise his name. Amen. Yes, uh, brother, uh, Mr. 2262. That's right. Praise God. Hallelujah. And thou, he had done so many miracles before them, yet believe they not in him. God have mercy. Even the miracles that Jesus did, they didn't believe. Oh, God have mercy. The saying of, of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled that he said, Lord, who believeth our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Therefore, could they not believe because that Isaiah says again? He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and speck of Jesus, speck of him. Amen. Nevertheless, even among the chief rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be cast out of the synagogue. Well, there you are, brothers and sisters. They said they believed in him, but were they ashamed of him because they would not stand because they were afraid what was going to happen? If you truly believe and love someone, 
You will not be ashamed of them. You will face whatever comes standing for Jesus. Amen. Praise God. In verse 30, 43 says it. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Oh, don't ever get in that place. Don't ever get in that place. I'll share you uh, one, I mean, of one quote uh, from the new God's Not Dead 2 that's coming out this spring. The Lord tarries, of course. The Lord tarries. That they said this. He said, I'd rather face the judgment and con, I mean, the judgment of man than face the judgment of God. I'd rather face the judgment of men and not deny God rather than deny God and face the judgment of God. Amen. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, praise his name. Verse 44. And Jesus cried and said, now listen to these powerful words at the end of this chapter. He that believeth in me, believeth not in me, but in him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I have come a light into the world that whosoever, all you need to be a whosoever in the whosoever club, hallelujah for eternity, a whosoever, oh, praise his name. Keep looking in front. There we are. Okay. Whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. You hear that, brothers and sisters? Verse 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. Praise his name. You are a light. You're like that vision the Lord showed me, that dream of us being the lighthouse, a light showing a lost and dying world and people on that ship that's the world that are looking and searching, that they're heading to the the rocks of destruction, but the light of God is shining out there. Yes, baby. You're wrong. Yeah, the light doesn't make the shadow. It, it, I mean, uh, shadow <laughs> it makes darkness. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. Amen. Let's go to verse 47. If any man hear my words, what words are we speaking here tonight, brothers and sisters? Are we speaking the words of God, the words of the true living God, Jesus, the word of God? Amen. If any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that refuses me and receiveth not my words have one have one that judges him. What judges him? The word that I have spoken, it shall judge him in the last day. The word of God. The word of God will judge every man and woman. Oh, praise his wonderful name. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a com- commandment, what I should say and what should I speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. The things, therefore, that I speak, I speak 
as the Father said unto me. Name, brothers and sisters. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. What great truth. What great wisdom he gives us. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, this is a time when we come together as a body of Christ. This is a time as we was even in that chapter where Jesus was speaking to the Father. And he has told us that we are to pray, that we are to communicate with God. Amen? Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Amen? That when two or three are gathered together in the name of Jesus, there he is in the midst of us. And as we agree and pray in the uh, uh, come together and pray and intercede for one another, God will hear our prayers and answer. Amen? So does anybody have any prayer requests? Um, I have a couple. I have a couple today, brothers and sisters. Uh, and we will add another one, too, um, that we need to pray for Sister Diane, right, our, our, our neighbor and daughter. Yep. Mm. And she need and she needs to understand hope. Amen. We prayed for her, so we're in faith believing that. And her uh, mother dementia and stepfather stroke. Okay, brothers and sisters, and uh, uh, okay, Brother Javon, you're dead sick? Okay. On your brother, let me write it down. Uh, pray for um, my supervisor. He had to, uh, he lead, uh, he had to leave at lunchtime and, and go and take his son to the uh, doctor that uh, his son had a high fever and that we need to pray for his son. His son's name is Garrett. Amen. Pray for Garrett for healing. Amen. And then one of our, our dear sisters in Christ, she's a waitress at one of our favorite restaurants or one of the restaurants we go to because she's such a uh, kind and, and godly woman and that serves us, and her name is Brenda, too. And Brenda went home sick from work, and we need to pray for Brenda for healing. Amen? Anybody else have any prayer requests? Uh, no, sis, I mean, Brother Javon, and let's see, sis Janet says, the Lord will draw our loved ones. Amen. Amen. Yes, Sister Marietta is here. How are you doing, Sister Marietta? Sis Brenda's asking. Amen. Amen. Anybody else have prayer requests, brothers and sisters, before we pray? This is so important. It's, this makes us that we are to be concerned for one another and we love one another. I think this is one of the greatest ones that you show your love towards your brethren as you pray for them. 
that you step out of the way and you think about someone else. It's like we talked about tonight, about what is mercy and goodness. Mercy and goodness is to be merciful toward others. That's what the Lord said. Blessed are they that are merciful. That mercy would come toward them. And that uh, that uh, part of goodness is being helpful. Helpfulness, amen. Hallelujah. That we pray for the Lord's hour. Let's serve here. Pray for Israel. Amen. Yes, we'll pray for Brother Elby. We will, Brother. Amen. Any other prayer requests, brothers and sisters? Before we go to the Lord in prayer, oh, praise his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Our God is able. <laughs> he is able. He is able to intervene in our lives and whatever happening. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Your mom, Javon, mom too? Mom and dad sick or just? All right, we'll pray for your mom. Dad and mom. Okay, brother. All backfired. Look wrong. Amen. Oh, that's good. Uh, that is good. Uh, okay. Stomach problems. Uh, we'll pray for her. One thing you might uh, tell her to try is ginger, brother. Ginger. Ginger for stomach problems. Ginger, brother. Something that God made. Uh, they have just done research and say that ginger is ten times—I mean, ten thousand times more powerful than that terrible chemical chemotherapy, and that it only kills cancer cells, kill all the other cells in the body, and tear down your immune system. I just heard a doctor recently say the people don't die of cancer. They die from the treatments of chemotherapy and their immune system tore down where other things attack them. So try to stay toward God. Uh, God is the great physician and toward the things that God made. And be careful of using anything that man made. Be careful and be wise and pray about it. Amen? Yes, fresh ginger, yes. Uh, you can get it at a herb store in capsule forms. It's easier. I mean, they have ginger that you cook with, but you need to get the one that's uh, been refined and fresh uh, that you take like a herb supplement. Herb store, yes. Herb. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Herb and vitamin store. Maybe at Walmart, but I don't know. But I'd say a herb and vitamin store, amen? All right. Anybody else have any prayer requests? All right. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Amen. As we finish up this night of great presence of our Lord, great revelation of our Lord, great love that our Lord gives us. Amen. Something else, Sis Janet? Oh, yeah. I need to write that down, what you said. Pray for the lukewarm and backsliders. Amen. They need to get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. 
Yes, no, 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 not not from a grocery store. No, from a herb store. That's what it's saying. There is ginger you cook. Uh, but, uh, or yeah, I know, yeah, they sell it at uh, produce too. That's right. No, no, you need to refine uh, uh, in capsules the, at an herb and vitamin store. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about, sis, Janet, for sure. Hey, man, I don't want to confuse anybody. Uh, fresh, I mean, herbs and vitamins that are in capsule form that are natural, that are made for the body like God intended. That's what you need. Amen. All right. Yes. Yes, they're in capsule form. Fine. In small, I mean, very, you know, in a small capsule. Yes, it's like a, it's a vitamin. Uh, I mean, it's like a vegetable capsule. It melts, I mean, it, 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 you know, melts away. Uh, some of the, the herbs that we use are called uh, nature sunshine. Nature sunshine, very good. We've been using them for years. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, amen? Hallelujah. Father, we just Father, we just praise you and thank you for this night. Lord God, we thank you for your mercy and grace and your goodness. And Lord, we thank you and understand that we are to fear the Lord for the mercy and grace and the goodness of God to be in our lives. Lord, that mercy and grace will follow us all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, what great love that you poured out at Calvary. What great love in your life for us, for each one of us, arms wide open, nailed to a cross is the kind of love that you gave us. What cost? What cost was God's love? It was his son, Jesus. What great love God had toward us. For God, God Almighty, for God Almighty so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But whoever shall believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Father God, we just praise and come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Name above all names. Father God, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, O oh Lord. We pray, Father, for the prayer requests in the hearts and, and, and the ones that we are concerned for. And, Lord, that we know that you're the great healer. And, Lord, we will lift up these that need healing in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, that we pray for my supervisor, Jason, and his son, Garrett. We pray Lord, that you would heal him. And we rebuke that fever in the name of Jesus to leave, Garrett, and that he will be healed and made whole and be a testimony to wake up Jason and his family to the truth of God's word and God is real. And you need to get right with him and live and walk for him. Father, we pray for uh, uh, Sis Brenda, the, the, the gracious lady, the humble servant, at our restaurant we go to, and, Lord, that she went home sick. Well, Father, you know what's happening in her life, and you know what's going on, and I pray that you would touch her with your healing hand, Lord, as you touch many as you walk this earth, and you're still touching people's lives, and you're still healing people, and the Holy Spirit is moving and touching life and healing in the power of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, we pray for Diane. Understand that she is a child of God, and that Jesus 
one who gives hope. And, Lord, that we still believe in faith, and we have prayed that she would be delivered from alcohol and the spirit of that alcohol in the name of Jesus, and by the power of the living God, and we have grabbed hold of it and believe it, and that we will see it come forth as a testimony, Lord. Father, we pray, and we pray for her mother, and we pray you give her a mind of Christ. Lord, that you would just rebuke this dementia and these things that try to mess up the mind and let her be filled with the things of Christ. And, Lord, we pray for her stepfather, that this would be a wake-up call to this man and that he needs God in his life and needs to cry out to the Lord, his Savior, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray for Brother Javon, Father, and we pray for his parents, Lord. We pray for his mother, and we pray you heal and several her stomach in the name of Jesus, Father. We know that you're the great physician. And, Lord, we pray for his father. We pray for his dead in the name of Jesus, that you would touch them and heal, touch and heal him in the name of Jesus, too. Father, we pray for Sis Janet, and that she is praying, and we agree with her. We pray for our loved ones to get right with God and be ready for the rapture and be ready to be right with Christ. Father, we pray for the Lord's hour, Father God. We pray that, Lord, you keep anointing and blessing your hour and your time, Father, that we would use it for your glory, Lord, and to bring forth your message of hope and salvation and deliverance and healing in the name of Jesus. By the power of the living God and the word of the living Lord. Hallelujah and glory to his name. We pray for each one who serves here, Father. We pray for Brother Albie and his family. We pray for Brother Pablo and his family. We pray for Sis Caller and her family. We pray for Kelvin and, and the other guy's name. Aaron, thank you, Lord. Aaron, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for each one. We pray for the anointing and the blessing and protection of the Lord over our lives, we pray, Father. We pray for the nation of Israel in Jerusalem, Father. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. And, Lord, we bless Israel as you tell us to. And, Father, we pray for the lukewarm and black backsliders, Father. Let them wake up. Let them get a hold of a dose of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray they see you, Lord. See this, see you in their dreams, in, in visions, Father. That the word of God will come before them. There will be a heaviness upon them, pressing them down, Lord, to their knees, that they will cry out to God in the name of Jesus. May they turn away from this uh, lukewarmness and backsliding, and let go of this world. Everybody needs to let go of this world, of this last, I mean, this lost, dying world, and cry out to Jesus for eternity. Oh, they would just reach out like Peter when he was sinking, and Jesus will pull him up and save you. Oh, Lord, we just praise and honor you tonight. Father God, I pray blessings upon my brothers and sisters tonight. Sis Randy is here. Sis Crystal, Lord, I pray for the blessing of mercy, I mean the goodness and mercy of God in their lives. Father God, I pray for the blessing of the mercy and goodness to Brother Javon. Lord God, I pray for the blessing to Sis Janet of the mercy and the goodness of God in her life. Father God, I pray for the blessing of the mercy and goodness to uh, Brother Linkup or Sis Link, I don't know, but Link, Sis Linkup, please, thank you, thank you, baby. Link up in the name of Jesus, and I pray for Brother Mr. 2262 and for the goodness and mercy of God in his life. Oh, we just thank you and praise you for this night. I pray for the blessing and mercy grace for all.
Lord. We just thank you and praise you. Oh, you're so awesome, Lord. Hallelujah for your presence. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, brothers and sisters, know this and know this well. Jesus is coming for a pure bride. Pure bride. Oh, praise you, Lord.
Hallelujah. Bless each one of you. We love you. We're praying. We just pray that you're encouraged and know that God's word is truth. You apply it to your life and you will be changed. Amen. Bless each one. We love you. Love y'all. Shalom. Good night. All right. Lord willing. Lord willing. Hallelujah. Keep looking up. Keep watching. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise his name. Amen, baby. I tell you what.